welcome to another episode of scholars knowledge to wisdom and i'm your host ruby with a aim to enlighten the path to research journey for undergraduates postgraduates and researchers today i feel so blessed with our guest who will not only take you through his phd journey but will dive you in the ocean of what why and how of research journey he is an author public educator full time professor as head of department in botany at central university of punjab bathinda his major research contributions include the discovery of seven new species of marine algae and moss from the indian coast and antarctica the discovery of endophytic algae from the indian ocean for the first time and demystification of the blood drain phenomenon not only this but he served as an invited in residence intern with the president of india as an inspire teacher for one week at rashtrapati bhavan new delhi in 2015 he is also known as a science communicator in india through his writings outreach talks and youtube videos fostering critical thinking Let's welcome Dr. Felix Bast. Yeah, thank you so much uh, Ruby uh, for inviting me and having me here. I'm really uh, privileged to be part of your program and my best wishes for the future of your, your podcasting venture. Thank you. And uh, of course it's a much needed venture here because uh, you know the, not many of the youngsters are aware of the podcasting and uh, i i guess your podcast is for helping the youngsters to yes. inspire them to motivate them on their journey towards the phd yes. so i'm really happy uh, to be part of this wonderful program and Thank i'm you. talking to you from bathinda uh, here in punjab it's a small village bathinda where our university is based at central university of punjab Okay. And I'm here for the last 13 years. After my PhD, I joined here as assistant professor. Yeah. Good. Um, so, doctor, um, just take us back to the beginning of your journey to PhD. I mean, by where and how it started. Okay, so I can take you much longer. Uh, well, I was born in Kerala, and uh, yes, yeah, so I did uh, schooling in all uh, in Kerala, Malayalam medium in uh, you know government school. So my my entire career, my entire studies were in government uh, schooling and government colleges, government universities, and uh, yeah. So before going to the uh, uh, for for my PhD, I was associated with Madras University. Okay. I was doing my MSc there after completing MSc. Of course, I'm a gold medalist for my both my masters as well as the BSc. You know. Wow. And after that, I was in IIT Bombay in Department of Chemical Engineering doing my PhD with Professor Shankar, and then I got this opportunity from Japanese government. Uh, you know, it's a very prestigious scholarship program called the Monbuga Gakusho. Okay. And any of these listeners are listening to me, uh, of course, you can uh, apply for this program. There is an annual call where okay. uh, selected Indians can usually get this uh, opportunity. Even uh, Monbuga is offering. Uh, a fully funded PhD program uh, for as well as the master's program. Okay, so if you are a BSc student, you can even apply for master's program. It's highly prestigious and it's the seats are highly limited. So it's uh, approximately thirty seats per year. Okay, and uh, yeah, so uh, 
the way it works is that you're applying to the government of India, Ministry of Education, mm -hmm. and then they will do this interview. And once you're shortlisted, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and if they recommend your name to the ministry, uh, mm -hmm. ministry will recommend your name to uh, the embassy, right? The yeah. Japanese embassy. And finally, they will select you. And mm -hmm. I did my PhD there for five years. Uh, the first one year I spent for the Japanese language program because uh, in Japan, of course, no one speaks English, right? Mm -hmm. So I have to learn that language uh, from the basics. Mm -hmm. And I, I used to speak to my sensei in Japanese. I can now speak to... Japanese very well. Mm -hmm. I also used to teach here the Japanese. I can read, write, everything. And even my PhD thesis I wrote in Japanese. Wow. Can you That's inspiring. Yeah. 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 Okay. So do tell us uh, about uh, the role of your parents, role of school teachers, the schooling part in, in your uh, PhD journey. Yeah, so I'm really fortunate that I was born in Kerala. So in Kerala, you see that the government schools are maintaining its standard, you know. So mm -hmm. even the rich people in Kerala send their ward to the government school, not the private. So mm -hmm. private schools in Kerala, even today, the situation remains same. Okay. It's only for religious education. You know, super religious people do send, like, for example, uh, certain schools are only catering certain religious community. So okay. only that kind of people do send to the private school and private schools are not known for quality education. Rank mm -hmm. holders are usually coming from the government school. So really rich people send, uh, you know, in, in the in the uh, government sector. That is very, very interesting. Okay. And also, yes, my schooling, entire schooling was in Malayalam medium, the language mm -hmm. which I speak in home. You know, my parents used to speak in Malayalam, of course, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's always beneficial for the young children to learn, uh, you know, the elementary schooling in their mother tongue. So this mm -hmm. is the same point which has been emphasized in the National Education Policy 2020, the NEP 2020. It's a, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a key document about the future of education in the country. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that is, uh, you know, that's very, very important. Of course, uh, um, uh, you know, I, I feel privileged uh, for my parents, of course, both my parents are educated and uh, they were in government service, though I'm um, uh, not in a rich family. Of course, I was born in a, you know, middle income family. My mother was a nurse in government mm -hmm. hospital mm -hmm. and my father was a school teacher, okay. you know. So, yeah. So mother education, I think that plays a crucial role in the future of the children. So, you mm -hmm. know, how how educated yeah. The mother is i think that is really important so that is why a female empowerment through female education has to be priority uh, everywhere yes mm. so inspiring um so doctor do tell us that uh, your interest in in research the origin of of your interest in research do tell us about that well uh, during my master's, I got a couple of uh, scholarships, you know, when I was in uh, Madras University, I got a very prestigious internship program of Indian Academy of Sciences. It's called mm -hmm. Science uh, Summer Research Fellowship Program, okay, SRFP. Okay. It still have. So if you're a master's student, please do apply for the Science uh, Research, Summer Research Fellowship Program, SRFP, uh, of the Indian Academy of Sciences. It's a two-month program. That gives you it's completely supported and it's one of the most prestigious summer internship in the country 
Okay. Uh, because all the three science academies are part of this program, and you will mm. be getting a golden opportunity to work under a fellow mm. of the academy for two months. And of course, that uh, travel and maintenance allowance, everything is covered. So, mm. uh, you know, so I took this program and uh, I was assigned with a, a, a Professor Nakwi. He was the director of National Institute of Oceanography in Goa. Okay. So, well, that time I got this opportunity to travel in a ship, you know, so we departed from Chennai, we crossed the equator and we went uh, almost near the Australia, you know, minus 12 degrees south and then came back to Goa. So it was a mm -hmm. 45 days cruise, which was completely transformed my vision, you can say. Okay. Uh, because, you know, if, if I ask you a simple question about like, imagine the... Oh. Planet Earth's natural oxygen factory. Listeners, mm -hmm. can you just imagine if I say this phrase, planet Earth's natural oxygen factory? What mm -hmm. image comes to your mind? Probably trees, right? A canopy of trees releasing a lot of oxygen. Yeah. No, wait a minute. That image is completely wrong. Mm. Every three breaths you take, two breaths coming from ocean. How mm -hmm. many of you know that? You know, 65 percentage yeah. of the oxygen in the air comes from teeny tiny mycoplanktons, you know. So these are called picoplanktons, mm. especially two genus, prochlorococcus and cyanococcus, mm. but completely avoided in the university syllabus. Even BSc botany students never heard of that two yes. genus. These two genus are responsible for, you know, two third of oxygen in the air that we breathe. Mm. June 5th is coming, right? Yes. Uh, in three days' time is the June, June 5th, the World Environment Day. Mm. How are we celebrating? We plant the trees. Yeah. How many of us do care for the algae? Yeah. Extremely important for everyone's survival. Mm. No one even heard of these algal species, isn't it? So yes. that motivated me to choose this topic to work on algae, especially mm. the algal taxonomy. Yeah. So that is what I did in Japan. And mm -hmm. after my uh, Japanese uh, program, many people ask me, like even today, many people ask me, okay, sir, you have a foreign PhD and why did you choose to come back here? Why didn't you go to Canada? <laughs> Everyone yeah. is crazy of going to Canada. Right? Well, I could have gone. I've been to Canada. I've been to 25 countries till date. Yes. But I choose to come back here to serve home with pride. Mm -hmm. The reason is that it's India who made me who I am right now. Mm. my entire schooling was in government school government spent a lot of money on me mm. you know and even to take up my scholarship in japan it was government of india nominated me mm. right so how can i forget it my roots mm -hmm. and just go to a, a rich country just by looking after money no that is not me mm. so i have this you know this commitment to to, to serve my country uh, with pride and that is the reason mm. why I choose to stay back here. And looking back all these years, I feel the decision had been great after all. Yes. The reason is that India is one of the richest in terms of biodiversity, though we mm. are resource poor. Yes. We are an extremely biodiverse country. And because of my decision to stay back here and uh, considering the fact that I'm a taxonomist, mm. you know, so I could able to discover seven new species yeah uh, of the marine seaweed these are you know these are big 
uh, uh, seaweeds. Okay, so mm-hmm. usually if you are working with microscopic things like bacteria, it's very easy to discover a new species because mm-hmm. not many people have worked on it. And species concept of microbes are different from that of the macroscopic organism. So seaweeds are almost every seaweed, like trees have already been described. Mm. So finding something new is very unusual, you know, yeah. so it even gets the news gets into the BBC. The BBC front page featured two of my research stories. Okay. And these two That's are the good. first time any research from Punjab is coming to the BBC front page. I even suspect wow. from India, the whole India, you see. Yeah, I would congratulate you on this. And India need more uh, researchers like you. So... Yeah, thank you, Ruby. It's, of course, it's not yeah. like me alone. It's a teamwork. Yes. Uh, I'm fortunate to have students across India working here in uh, uh, in the campus here in Kudda. Uh, you know, so we have students, uh, of course, all the students are supported by uh, various fellowships, especially junior research fellowship of the CSAR and DBT mm-hmm. and UGC. Yeah. And yeah, so uh, my students are, well, I really don't have uh, much of the students from Punjab. I have right now I have 10 PhD students working in various topic. Only one is a Punjabi student. Okay. So um, I would uh, like to know that how do you feel being a mentor? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, yeah, so the PhD, uh, I have been a PhD scholar myself and I changed my PhD uh, supervisor three times. Can you guess it? three times you cannot even believe it isn't it so the fourth one was fine so it's a long journey you see the phd is a long journey and of course the personal uh even though it is a professional but your personal relationship with your supervisor matters a lot you know yeah so yeah it's a it's a journey of um, a really long time so mm-hmm. in case you have some issues with your supervisor in case the, the research is not appealing and if if the communication is not working properly Yes. My advice to every scholar is to speak up the matter. Mm-hmm. You know, so there are people in the university, there are deans mm-hmm. that you can approach to to change supervisor. And yeah, so that is the it's a hit and trial, you know. So it's you need to try try out various options. Sometimes a topic might not appeal you. So my mentoring style is, you know, uh to to give them the options. You know, the students, mm. it's not like spoon feeding the students. I don't really like that kind of mentoring. Yeah. But I, I you know, I, it's something like a, a bridge, you know, mm. so I give them uh, how to actually to cross from one side to another through the, the river, you see. So mm. I think mentoring is more like a, uh, the function of a bridge. So mm. once a student cross a bridge, uh, you know, so the bridge need not exist, you see. So it is, yeah, it's giving them the direction. And like uh, what you introduced your podcast as the, the light, isn't it? Yeah, scholars so knowledge. It's exactly wisdom. like that. Yeah. I, I think that is how the, the mentoring has to be, you yes. know, so instead of, uh, uh, instead of like uh, giving the direction what to do next, you know, mm-hmm. so serving the role of a brother, big brother uh, yeah. or a dictator, mm-hmm. uh, dictating the students that you have to do this work. No, not really. Uh, you know, my style is that, well, you know, it's up to you. You can take your own time. I usually have only me- uh, weekly meetings with my students to to check with their progress, you know, mm. and uh, it is like an unrestrained time. Mm. They can come anytime, they can work anytime. So 
I feel that that actually gives a lot of productivity rather than considering these students or researchers as a factory worker with, mm. uh, you know, with punching in and punching out. No, that will not work really, yeah. honestly speaking. I worked in many countries, especially in J Germany and Japan and US. In Germany, for instance, uh, you know, the uh, and Japan as well. Many people have a, an apprehension about Japanese work style as workaholic. Not really. Mm -hmm. In Japan, it is 10 to 4 mm. is the timing. Not even 9 to 5.30 here in India. It's like that. No. Mm. And in, in Japan, during weekends, no one works. Mm. And in Germany, it is a little bit more extreme. Mm. Friday afternoon, everything is closed. You know, so they get around two and a half days of weekend, extended weekend. So it's not about hard work, friends. Mm -hmm. It's about smart work. Focused work matters. It's not simply working hard like animals. No, that will not lead you to the productivity, you know. Yeah. So focused work means being mindful, uh, no distractions, just stop all the smartphone notifications and mm -hmm. do the work. So even if you do that two hours of focused work every single day, mm. that lead to great productivity. Yes. So that is how the Japanese and the Germans work. Look, mm. Japan, such a small country of our Uttar Pradesh state. Yeah. Third richest in the world. Mm. And more than 30 Nobel Prize winners. You see? Yes. So uh. they 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 made this one of the richest countries in the world in terms of living standard and mm. safest. You know, anyone can work. And people don't even lock their cycle in Japan, anywhere in Japan. You see, it's, it's very unlike even Europe yes. or yeah. the United States. Theft is very common, but Japan is super safe country, yes. So, doctor, as you said that, uh, uh, like, in being in, uh, in mentorship uh, with 10 of the scholars, so uh, I would like to know that uh, what is your definition of research? Well, research or science in a more general sense is, for me, I can uh, easily define it as learning from failures, you know. So mm -hmm. whenever there is a failure comes, we have to learn something about it, right? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, there is no progress at all. So aphorism goes that practice makes a man perfect. Mm -hmm. Is it right? Or a woman perfect? So, for example, chess, my favorite game. You can play chess and uh, can you improve the, your chess gaming skill? by playing so many games, hundreds of chess, thousands of chess, every single day playing a lot of chess. Not really. Mm. So it's about when you make a mistake, you know, you have to look back which move had been costly. Mm. You know, it's all about strategy. You know, so uh, an experience uh, recently, I was in Germ Germany on my sabbatical, mm. uh, you know, and I got a Oh, no, uh, a chance to visit a beautiful museum in Berlin. It's okay. called Topography of Terror. Very beautiful okay. museum. Mm -hmm. And this museum is a German federal government's museum. You know, mm -hmm. so it is the museum is working with the taxpayers' money of uh, Germany. Mm. You go inside the museum, you'll be terrified. The exhibit of the entire museum is about everything Germans have done against humanity. The crimes the Germans committed against humanity. Can you believe yeah. it? I wrote a piece in Hindu about okay. my experience in uh, this museum. Mm -hmm. It's about Hitler. It's about mm -hmm. the Holocaust. It's about all about introspection, friends. Mm. 
introspecting your past action mm. so that is how the germany is progressing now mm. you know so germans were courageous to look back in time to see what are the bad things they committed to the humanity mm. why adolf hitler they are not proud about it mm. you know hitler's holocaust were very bad and we have learned yeah. a lesson that is what the germans say mm. we also need a museum like that here in india here in delhi a museum yeah. of everything that we did against the humanity so mm. unless we learn the things when you make a mistake you can never make a progress in the life that is how the research work learning from every move i can also say another of uh, my anecdote here in uh, in punjab after coming back from japan i had a uh, you know a, a fever so then i went to a doctor so i had this bad habit i still have that bad habit whenever a doctor prescribe a medicine i search it out i want to know how it works Hmm. how the molecular mechanism of how good the evidence is for that medicine yes. so i did the same thing that day and to my surprise the first result came and the first result was gazette of government of india mm-hmm. out of curiosity i opened it and it says that the medicine was banned in india 5 years prior to that day look at that mm-hmm. so unfortunately the doctors after getting an mbbs degree or md degree stop learning mm. they think it's yes. all done einstein very famously said the day you stop learning mm. you start dying you see yes. so that is why the learning has to be a life endeavor you know there should mm-hmm. not be a stop for it so my advice to all the youngsters listening to this podcast is mm. learn something new every single day and introspect yourself your own past action whenever you make a mistake learn something from it treat mm. failures as information like bayesian approach in statistics mm. you know so yes. whenever you make a mistake treat it as an information for your past uh, actions you know mm. so always carve the better version of yourself as the days go evolve yourself into the better people and yes. instead of comparing yourself with others compare yourself with your past self Yes. 10 years ago who you were yeah. and today are you making any progress with your life? Mm-hmm. Yes, that is the message I want to convey yeah. to the listeners of your podcast. Thank you doctor very uh, valuable insights you gave. And do tell us that uh, when you talk about uh, the Nobel prize winners in in japan and whereas in india it's been 85 years there's no nobel prize so where do you place the research work here that is where we were back in uh, like uh, the cv raman uh, after him there is no nobel prize simply rich countries make it for instance singapore is super rich country but no nobel prize yet in singapore korea yeah. is another example south koreans never won a science nobel yet mm. so it's not about money but it's about the working style you know and yes. ethics matters a lot mm. so the things have tremendously changed the time of cv raman back then and today mm. today there is a huge pressure on publishing and impact factors yes. during the time of cv raman there is no such pressure so mm. there is a very important document called dora d o r a 
uh, which I suggest whoever is listening to this podcast, please search out. It's also known as Washington Accord. It's known as Declaration on Research Assessment. So okay. Dora says that impact factor should not be considered mm. for appointing a faculty or a, any profession mm. or for promotion. Mm. You know, so unfortunately, this is not being taken care of here in India, though India is a signatory. Mm. INSA, for example, in the National Science Academy, signed DORA, but still, mm. you know, we are not really looking. So the point here is that the main problem is that there is a peer pressure to publish, the so-called publish mm. or perish mentality or mm. mindset, mm. you know, and the, I think we really need to get out of that. Uh, you know, a, a PhD scholar, for example, my own P, uh, student, when I joined here, mm-hmm. uh, Devendra Mina, you know, he is from a very poor, humble background in uh, Rajasthan. So I suggested him to apply for a scholarship, you know. Okay. So he did apply for many scholarship and he even applied for a scholarship called uh, Ministry of Social Justice Scholarship. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a wonderful student. You know, he even qualified junior research fellowship of the CSAR in the first attempt. Okay. And then through this scholarship, he got a PhD position in Oxford. Can you believe it? From such a humble background in mm. a village in, uh, you know, Rajasthan. He, he mm. studied in this Kudda University. Mm. He went straight to Oxford University for his PhD. Mm-hmm. And do you know in Oxford, you don't need a, a paper for your PhD. Okay. You don't need anywhere. In Japan also, you don't need a paper for your PhD. But here in India, mm. you're insisting that you need to have a paper, you need to have an impact factor. And because of this peer pressure, people mm. fake. People mm. publish in crap journal, predatory journal. Yes. You know, and another main factor of this, uh, you know, uh, transforming of the shift, I feel, is that during the C.V. Raman's period, uh, there is no peer pressure for application-oriented research. You don't mm. need... Uh, sudden outcome you know mm. but right now the priorities have completely changed this blue sky research or curiosity driven yes. basic sciences don't get any attention at all mm. everyone the entire money is pumped into application you know yes. industrialization or commercialization and patenting mm. i think that is very very bad we are simply imitating the west you know mm. uh, for this immediate application and that mindset we really need to change. We should ra- rather imitate our own past, old, old, ancient Indian style. It mm. was completely curiously driven. For yes. example, Arya Bhatta. Mm. You know, Arya Bhatta's work is all about astronomy. And you go ask Arya Bhatta, yeah. what is the application of your work? Mm. He wouldn't have any answer. It's like mm. Charles Darwin. He took this voyage in HMS Beagle. Mm. Ask uh, Darwin, what would be the application of your work? Yeah, there is no application. Even today, there is not much of application for his work, but it has completely transformed our understanding how mm. the biology works, how evolution mm. works. Same thing with Einstein. You yes. know, Einstein's theory of uh, relativity didn't have any work, but it took us now more than a century. Today, there is a lot of application for Einstein's relativity. For instance, mm. the GPS works only yes. because of the relativity. Yes. Mm. So the application should not be a criterion to judge the quality of the work. And there should not be a pressure on publication or mm. application. 
I yeah. think that matters a lot. And of course, the science is not an easy task, mm. you know. So science takes a lot of effort, a lot of time, and a lot of hard work and a lot of money. You mm. know, scientific research need money. Mm. You know, so if you think yes. that with few, uh, a little bit like a lakh or two, you can get a quality research. No, it it will not. You know, and mm. many things that we take it for granted. For instance, smoking causes lung cancer. Yes. Everyone knows it. Smoking mm. leads to lung cancer. How many of you know that this conclusion took more than 40 years of deliberate research? Something called Faming Harm Study. Yes. It's a longitudinal study in Massachusetts, Boston. It's a village, Faming Harm. Mm. The study is still undergoing. Many things came out of that study and it took billions of US dollars. You know, mm. so yes, it takes time, it takes money, and it mm. takes a lot of hard work for getting anything substantial. You know, yes. so yes, so research is not for lazy people; it's for the people who really take it as a passion. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, very valuable insights, I would say, doctor. Do tell us uh, something on the culture of science communication that we have in India. Do you think that uh, it is really working, or or uh, what we should add to upgrade it from the school itself to university? Well, science communication is highly skewed across India. For instance, my own state, I know very well that there are so many science movements and you will get lots of popular science books and popular science journals, you know, magazines in Malayalam. Mm -hmm. Okay. But somehow that spirit is missing in elsewhere. For instance, mm -hmm. uh, I do a lot of science outreach talk, especially in government school. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, usually I don't take up any such talk in private because mm -hmm. I, I feel that government schools are highly underrepresented in uh, India and also underfunded, mm -hmm. though the teachers are highly qualified. Mm -hmm. Students are not even opting, you know, and mm -hmm. only underprivileged students are opting for the government school. So whenever usually whenever I visit these government schools, I bring some gift in terms of books. Mm -hmm. uh, I always look for, uh, you know, some books in Punjabi, you okay. know. So Punjabi books, like you go to a Punjabi bookstore and you look for the book section. Mm. To my surprise, most of the books are for bank coaching or mm. how to crack these competitive exams like NEET or JE, yes. you know, or textbooks or guidebooks. Mm. How about popular books? How about some books which is completely curiosity driven yes. or even translated versions? For instance, uh, you know, for instance, Cosmos of Carl Sagan, one of the most popular book. I read mm. that book during my fourth grade in school okay. in Malayalam. Mm. So even today, the Cosmos have not been translated to many of the other Indian languages. Forget Punjabi. How about Hindi? Mm. Mm. No, it's yeah. not there. It is there in Malayalam such a long back. Why you cannot translate? If you can speak Hindi, friends, if you're a listener of, listener of this podcast, Mm -hmm. please consider translating these famous work to Hindi you know so yes. it is going to help so many students who uh, you know of course uh, English is uh, 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 it's an entitled language you see there is a socioeconomic gap too mm -hmm. so underprivileged students who don't have access to quality education can still uh, you know get effort effect if you're writing the books in Hindi 
so i think that is a status of science communication in india so we really need uh, science communication in local languages that is not really happening mm. and people i feel that you know once you are in positions like professor you mm. know uh, you kind of forget that your mother tongue you know mm. and even reading the books in your language has become kind of a shameful venture that is mm. what i feel you, you, that kind of feeling should not be there you know you should never forget your root yes you know so that is what we really need a lot of uh, science communicators in local language and I, also i feel many science communicators in this country mm-hmm. are communicating pseudoscience it's not even science really yeah you know so pseudoscience communicators are repackaged as science communicators to deceive the public mm-hmm. no that doesn't work that way science is all about learning from failures friends mm. and if you are actually saying some blind faith you know that is not science communication mm. yeah so so um, by the way the listeners i do have a, a youtube channel of the science communication uh, you can just uh, search in the youtube my name felix past and the channel is a science based channel probably the most famous science based channel in india Okay. with approximately 13000 subscribers but my channel is completely ad free i could have turned on the the monetization but i didn't because i hate ads okay, okay. so welcome uh, to check out that's this channel i have a monthly science show called curiosity in which i cover what really moved the world of sciences in the month prior and also what to look forward to in the upcoming month for example the month of june i just released yesterday Mm-hmm. you know and i do cover news and selected peer reviewed papers published last month okay. in a very very plain language without any technical jargon wow you know? mm. and also i i also cover uh, you know the observances especially the astronomical you know the sky mm. watching is my hobby so what kind of sky watching events are there what kind of uh, satellites are planned to be launched in the next month so which days all those things and also un observances which are science related you know mm-hmm. i do cover and also opportunities for the students mm-hmm. for instance is there any fellowship core is there any international grant calls or international phd program like monbuka gakusho i'm an alumni of that okay and also any uh, is there any opportunities for internships mm-hmm. you know so i do cover all these in that program and also apart from my curiosity science show i also do have several science related videos for instance how to write a cover letter that is not even mm. science related no that yes. is about the soft skill yeah how to how to craft a winning resume how mm. to write statement of purpose if you're applying mm. for a a job or or a phd studentship of course no you need to write a statement of purpose yes how to write the research statement mm. so i devoted a lot of my time and energy on making these videos i hope these videos will be useful to mm-hmm. you you can just check it out yes, and i also wrote yeah. a new book and the book is okay. called life skills okay so the life mm-hmm. skill has two sections the first part is all about critical thinking mm-hmm. a crucial yeah, element yeah. missing in yeah. school as well as universities mm-hmm. uh, education mm-hmm. it's about biases the cognitive biases and logical fallacies and mental heuristics and philosophy essential for winning the battle of life mm. second part of that book is all about soft skills especially on motivation and creativity 
you know, and time management, how to manage your time effectively. Mm. Uh, something like today I was speaking to you about working smart rather than simply yes. being productive, like yeah. a factory workers mentality. Mm. You know, so all these things I do cover. You can check out this book, Life Skill, sure. available in Amazon too. Yeah. And you can also check my website for a, a discount on the cover price. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for your contribution to the society through your uh, book and uh, through your services, which are free on YouTube for the undergraduates, postgraduates and the researchers. So, Doctor, uh, we are here to wrap it up and do um, share your valuable um, more insights for the undergraduates, postgraduates and the researchers who want to be in the research journey or who aspire to be a researcher. What would you um, say to them? Well, science, I told you, it's all about learning from failure. And science is uh, progressing every single day, you know, mm -hmm. and syllabuses are, don't trust just the syllabus. Learn apart from syllabus. Keep on reading, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, keep up to date with the world of science. Because every single day, thousands of papers are being published. And do watch the program like My Curiosity. And also, this is a podcast venture. So I'm a huge fan of podcasts. So I can recommend a few podcasts to you. You can please check out these podcasts too. Naked Scientist. It's coming okay. from the Wellcome Trust and Cambridge University, one of my favorite podcasts. Science okay. Friday is coming from NPR, National okay. Public Radio of the United States. And Free Economics, okay. you know, the hidden side of everything. It's an economics-based podcast, but it also covers a lot of sciences. Okay? okay. So this is my advice to you that... Uh, keep up to date with the world of sciences and also be intentional, be deliberate with your pursuit of higher education. Mm -hmm. Opportunities will not knock on to your door. You mm -hmm. have to actually uh, be proactive on looking for these internship calls and grant calls, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that is what the science is now completely international too. So have that international spirit in you. That's thank it. you thank, thank you. you so much ruby for having me i'm really yeah. happy to be part I of feel this program blessed. and my best wishes yeah thank, thank you. you so much i feel so blessed to talk with you dr felix and uh, hope to talk more on different topics of research thank you i'm looking forward to hearing more episodes from your podcast